0: Hey, I'm Andy, and I started Harry's, the shaving company that's fixing shaving. At Harry's, we keep it
1: simple. We make sharp, durable blades and offer them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We obsess over quality so much that we do crazy things, like buy a German razor blade factory. So give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for only three bucks with free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter five at checkout. That's harrys.com code five. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B. and T.C. on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome in. We say hello to you on a beautiful Monday here in the capital city. Jimmy B. and T.C., you can always get on the uh, horn with us at 264-1700. Again, that's 264-1700. We have a terrific show lined up for you today. Uh, Zubah Mahente will join us at 1225 uh, from ESPN. 1 o'clock, Adam Kramer, Kegs and Eggs, and then at 220, Tom Kakert from Hawkeye Report. That'll be our program today. And like I said, we will open up the phone lines as well. How you doing, pal? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Good weekend. Yeah. Attaboy. Little one turned two on Saturday. Yeah, I know. So you had a
0: big party. It was. a Busy time around the homestead getting that thing ready to go. But uh, yeah, made did it you through have, it.
2: Did you have the jumper tent and all of that stuff so the kids could go out there and jump What's in a the, jumper tent? The house. The little jumper house. Did you get that? No. What? Oh. Are you going to pay for one? <laughs> Cripes. <laughs> no, we... Well, you you well, didn't have that? No. You got a little pool? Yeah. Okay, you had that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. All right, good stuff. So, Baby Ella's 2 and Love and Life. Yeah, absolutely. Wh- which is perfect. It's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, look, we got a there's a, a, a press conference that will take place coming up here in about another hour from right now. Uh, at Ohio State, Thad Mata, the basketball coach, he and uh, AD Gene Smith are going to uh, announce that Mata most likely, this will be his last year coming up as head coach at Ohio State. And then he's going to retire. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, the hoop game from last night, the hockey game for tonight, and, of course, what Iowa did on the baseball field last night after what seemed like the delay was what, five hours? Five and yeah. a half hours. Yeah. yeah.
0: It supposed to start at 3, started at 8.30.
2: That's unbelievable. Yeah. And then, of course, it wasn't on TV. So you had to go to your device and watch it on ESPN3.
0: Well, there were a couple of different things you could have done, Jimmy B. If well, you were technically savvy instead of just crying into your Oreo last night, you could have. <laughs> yeah, a. Yeah. You have DirecTV. I do. Rockstar Satellite yes, hooks I'm you hooked. up. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. You could have gone over to Channel 615. Uh huh. Where they have the whip around coverage on DirecTV and they go through oh. all the different games. You could have done that.
2: Did you? No. No. I just you just complained about it and, and fired it up on right. my iPad. You did get it on the iPad though. Yeah, ESPN three. Good, good. A- and you then, know how to do that, huh? I amaze myself sometimes, Trent. That's good. Yes, that's good. It doesn't happen often, right? But right. I amaze myself every once in a while, and so uh, I was, and I did that even for the uh, other game that was on ESPN three. The what? The Texas A and M game. Gotcha on yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, on yeah. Saturday night.
0: Well, a fun story. Yeah, and uh, was. as disappointing as the end is, as I was not able to get it done, right. you know, we'd be getting ready for a game that'd be starting right now yes. against Texas A&M, and uh, that's not going to be the case. And the other part that makes us even crazier is I was talking to somebody on Friday before really it began. BYU had played their game on Thursday in that regional, but outside of that, uh huh, that was all that we had. Uh, and so he said, well, you know, if Iowa would happen to win this thing, I said, well, they'll be going to North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina's not losing that region. What happens, <laughs> Davidson, a four seed? Was was Steph Curry playing for him? No. Oh. Davidson, a four seed. Yes, wins that bracket, yeah, doesn't yeah. lose a game. Right. North Carolina, the number two overall seed. But my favorite part of that, yeah, Davidson, does not have a full allotment of scholarships. And when we had Rick Heller on a few weeks ago, right, you know, he was talking about how, you know, it's it's always a process to figure out how you divvy up scholarships. You don't have. Full-ride baseball, guys. It's just, it's incredibly rare that a guy goes to play baseball at the D1 level as a full scholarship mm-hmm, player.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're divvying it up. It's a quarter scholarship here, a half scholarship to this right. guy, on and on and on. Well, now imagine doing that as opposed to the, I think it's 11.9 that they get at the D1 level. Try to divvy that up with three scholarships. That's what they get? Davidson has three scholarships. That they use combined, so they can give ten percent to this kid. Wow, four percent to this. Ki- I mean, you talk about getting into some heavy math there. Davidson into the super regionals with three scholarships is all that they use. They do not use the full allotment of eleven point nine. And if Iowa would have won, they'd be hosting Davidson this weekend that have been in cool? the super regional in Iowa City. Wouldn't have that have been cool? Unbelievable. I mean, you just—this is only the sixth time that this has ever happened, a four-seed even advancing. Right. And with the break here or there, we could be talking about a team— Two four-seeds. Two four-seeds, yeah. not only advancing, but then happen to play each other yeah. just
2: the way the bracket— In Iowa City.
0: Breaks down, and you'd have a super regional in Iowa City. See, oh, the, so close.
2: Look, uh, look it's, it's college baseball, and look, we, we kind of yucked it off a little bit last week where we said most Hawk fans didn't even know they had baseball— and then they everybody started jumping on the bandwagon, of course, and look, hey, bandwagon jumping is good. Now they'll all jump off, and they'll just concentrate on football and basketball. But it was fun while it lasted, and look, Rick Heller is, do you think his phone rings and And if it does, do you think he listens, Trent?
0: We asked the question to him. I asked the question to him two weeks ago. Yeah, he said he listens Listen. Be dumb not to. Yeah, and I think that phone calls and back channeling has probably already happened,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it, it helped what they were able to do down there. Even only going one and two, but they acquitted themselves incredibly well. They did. They looked like they belonged yeah. at that level, yeah. and and that wasn't the case for Nebraska, right? That wasn't the case for Michigan. Mm-mm. That wasn't the case for Indiana. Wasn't the case for anybody in the Big Ten. Iowa looked like a team that belonged. And belonged on a stage with the American Conference champion, right. a top 16 seed, an SEC power. And though they didn't see a pretty good Big 12 team as well in Baylor, who went 0 and 2. I went down there, and they looked good. They had opportunities last night. They'd, they had an yeah. opportunity Saturday night. We're not talking about just a fun story, but. And when you play the big boys, it was over. Hey, they Iowa did, was right there. They
2: were there. They didn't get routed. No, not at they all. They lost three to two to A and M, and then and then dropped the game against Houston last night by a run. So look, this is they they acquitted themselves very very well. So you would hope that a this definitely helps in recruiting. Mm-hmm. And B, you hope that Rick Heller, if his phone is ringing, and Trent believes it already has been, that maybe he doesn't take something else that's going to pay him five hundred grand a year. I would, I would think that. And you, and when you asked that question, he said, "Well, I'll listen. Look, he's an Iowa guy, likes it here, mm-hmm. but he's not getting any younger. And money talks, and we know what walks. So." I think it's I think it was a great run. I think I think that Hawk fans should be very proud of their team and what they were able to accomplish in a year where most people didn't think this was his best team. Right, right. This was looked at as a rebuilding project. Yes. After what they lost off to last year's team,
0: some of the early defections that moved on and went on to uh the draft, those kind of things. Then on top of it you compound it. Gallagher, who turned out to be their number one, he was hurt at the beginning of the year. They lost C.J. Eldred to Tommy John surgery before the year even began. You put all these things together, Uh and and I said it one of the few times we talked about Iowa baseball early on. I said, you know, if they make the Big Ten tournament, that's an accomplishment. Not win it. Just get in. Mm -hmm. Be one of the top eight teams in the Big Ten out of the 13 that play baseball. Get in. That's an accomplishment for what they had to do, what they had to replace, and how young they were at a lot of different positions. I mean, look out there. You know, with Neustrom, a sophomore, Norman in center field, he's a freshman, the kid from Roosevelt. This is a team that has a ton coming back on top of it. Mm -hmm. And if Heller sticks around, you'd be talking about something. uh, With what we saw, you got to build up depth in the arms. Sure. And and that was my big takeaway. This is the first time, a couple years ago, you know, watched it, but I don't think I watched it quite as closely as I did this year, Mm -hmm. even as good. And that Iowa team throughout the season was a lot better um, but watching all these games is how much depth you need to have just to survive. Right. A double elimination format with yeah. four teams like that.
2: A lot of games in a short amount of time.
0: You know, we've seen Iowa's. They made the run the last two years to so the championship and the Big Ten tournament and conference tournaments in general. They're the same kind of thing. I mean, it is you got to have plenty of arms to make your way through it. But it's another level when you're playing this many high level guys. Mm-hmm. You got to have a lot of arms. You got to have a lot of arms and. And that's probably the next step then. It's not about having a couple of guys that you feel comfortable with. It's having three, four guys you feel comfortable yes. with coming out of the bullpen. Three or four guys you're confident starting baseball games. Because you look at Houston, there's a couple times, oh, look at this. Kid that throws 96 coming out of the bullpen. <laughs> I don't have any of those <laughs> no, guys no, right they they, no,
2: they don't. They have don't have
0: those guys just sitting being bullpen arms. How would you like the all-turf field? Oh, it, it was hideous. I mean, and the, black, the black mound on top of it is awful. Absolutely awful. That's not baseball.
2: You see, and they have they get incredible rainstorms in Houston, and so if it was all grass and dirt, that that thing would have been a mud bog. It's I suppose that might be one of the things I've seen fields that have a turf infield with the uh, bases cut out and dirt in them, mm-hmm. and then a grass outfield. I've seen those. I've seen those before. But that's the first time where even the base pads were turf. In fact, uh, did you see the uh, the rug burn that I forget who went into first base real hard and ended up uh, going down? One of the guys for Iowa and it just ripped his arm up. They had Mm -hmm. to take him over to the dugout and patch him up because of that. I've just I, I, I understand it. Less expense, low maintenance. Yeah, I get all of that. Well, that happens up here. Yeah, I know. Indiana was the same way last weekend. Yeah, yeah. But at least cut the base pads out, so you got dirt around the sacks. What's the point? (laughs) Well, I mean, if you want to go low
0: maintenance, to go low maintenance, you know, just throw. And that's what they did. And that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. It's it's changing, and with college baseball. What it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well. No, you're right. If you're, you're right. Look, looking to save money, then actually save yeah. money. And then you don't have to worry about ground yeah. grounds crew at the same kind of level, that's, those kind of things. That's right.
2: No grounds crew. You Absolutely. just you take out the vacuum cleaner and vacuum yeah. it. That's yep. it. Sweep it up. It's, get those it's, rubber it's, pellets it, going yeah, the right it's, way. It's, and you're, yeah. you're, you're good done. to go. It's done. Unbelievable. Okay, uh, so that was I was run. We'll get into that uh, a lot more with uh, Tom Kakerd coming up uh, at 2.20. Uh, last night's NBA game, once again... <laughs> It was fun. First half was fun. Uh, By the way, I do have breaking news. Now, turn the crickets off because this is breaking news. Oh, you got something for us. I do. Game three in Cleveland. Kawhi Leonard is suiting up with the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: That's not true.
2: That's not true. That's about what you got in this thing, though. Thank you. Thank you very much. Unbelievable, God! I hope it's not a sweep. I do, I do find the hockey for tonight. I'm hoping that that's another good game. So, I want, I want to see the fish uh, out on the ice. Look at you! I want to see all of that.
0: Yeah, it's quickly changing from your crappy NBA. Hey, you're
2: finally. It is, it is what it is. Super team, and and here's here's what really pisses me off. People say, "Oh, LeBron! Oh, God!" The guy is playing his butt off. Had a triple-double last night. Ties Magic Johnson for the most in uh, NBA history in the NBA Finals. They both have eight. And for the first time since, I believe it was Walt Frazier and Lew Alcindor, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was the last time that you had opposing players have triple-doubles. I mean, it's... This is, it is a team that in Golden State where you add the fourth component and it happens to be the second best player on the planet. It's just too much. Can't handle it. Can't deal with it. And that's it. That's, it's over and out. Yeah. Unfortunately. You could have listened to me last week when I, I told you I didn't want to that. listen to you. I, I know, wanted to you didn't. And I generally, well, not always, but I try to listen to you, but I didn't want to hear it for the playoffs, or for the finals anyway. And And I I, told you
0: before the playoffs that the playoffs are going to suck, and they've sucked. And I told you before the finals that the finals are going to suck, and they've sucked. Yeah. And I told you before the season, way back when (sighs) this happened with Durant, that it was going to hurt the NBA season, and it was terrible. It was a terrible regular season. I mean, all these things together, Uh, at least for me, we are not in a market where the NBA
2: is a huge deal. right?
0: But... It is a sport that continues to grow. The ratings are beating last year's ratings. Ratings are up, those kind of things. But I just look at it long term as not a positive. I I don't know how you can swing this and make this a positive about the future. So you go into next season, this team constructed the way that they are. You saw Cleveland, the way that they're constructed. Well, I guess we'll have to retool. and Well, you know, there's the... Rumor that was out there last night about Chris Paul. You know, could they make that happen? And okay, and we're going to go. And then what happens? Then you get beat again. And then back to the drawing board. That's why I hated Durant's decision to go to Golden
2: State. I did too.
0: I thought it was an absolute cop-out. It was the easy way out. Not only the super team thing with LeBron, I understand why that rubbed people wrong, but it is so different than what he did. Yes. Going to a place that had just set the record for most regular season wins. Were moments away from winning their second straight title and then going there. Uh, my respect for Kevin Durant is out, even though he is an incredible player. Mm-hmm. I will never root for him. I will never want him to win in Golden State. I love the guy in Go- when he was in OKC. Oh no,
2: I did too. I, I, I yeah. absolutely.
0: I was rooting for him. Yep. I was right there. Yep. That decision irks me much more than the original. The
2: decision with
0: LeBron James going to Miami. And
2: it's so obvious what has happened here. I mean, Cleveland can play if they got if they have the same team Golden State from last year. This is probably a really good series. Yeah, but you take Durant off. You take Durant off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean this this is this is going to be a great series again, but not now. I don't even know if it would matter then. Think of all the points that Cleveland got last year. All the oh, no, things I get, that went there. I, like, I get that. That had I, I, get that, them. I get that. But I think I really think that without Durant, this would be a terrific series. He's just too good on such a good team to begin with. Anyway. And it's, you know, Golden State has just capitalized. I get it. I mean, I understand the guy wants to win a ring. So he went to a a team where he was pretty much set in doing so. Mm-hmm. What if he would have gone to Cleveland? I mean, he could have gone to Cleveland. You know, I mean, there's so many variables. I there. don't
0: think it would have worked cap-wise for him to go there. I, anyway. I
2: think you're right cap-wise, yeah. yes. And then and then I saw some guys saying, well, look at all the players that Golden State lost. Wait a minute, Harrison Barnes, Barbosa, Um, the other Barnes guy, I forgot his first name, and Rick, oh, no, Rick Barnes, no, what, Rick, and, and a couple other, oh, Bogut, Bogut left, yeah, okay, you still have, you didn't lose anybody in comparison.
0: And you brought in one of the best, best players, players in the world,
2: in the world, world. right. Yeah.
0: That's what matters. Yeah. And that's what well, leaves a bad case yep. in my mouth. And here we are. And well, hopeful. Hey, well, Golden State blew him out twice last year. I know. It feels different. It
2: does. It does yeah, He's different. just the big, he's the difference maker.
0: All right, let's go. Let's finish up here with a little baseball over the weekend. In case you missed it, we go to yesterday. Uh-huh. And the brew crew with the Dodgers in town and Eric Tame starting to heat up once again for the Brewers.
1: And his trials and tribulations here with the Brewers. It's Alan Hart in the right center field. That's way back. And it is gone. Eric Thames with a home run to put the Brewers on the board first.
0: He's Number 15 a, yeah, on the year. He's hitting it, boy, I'll tell you. He, after that unbelievable start, cooled off for a while. He is back in a big way. A couple homers this week. Mm-hmm. And Milwaukee keeps finding ways to get things done. A 3 nothing victory yesterday
2: against the Dodgers next to the West Coast. Are they in first place? Who? The Minnesota Twins. Well, of course they are.
0: <laughs> of course they are. This team is unbelievably good as long as they don't have to play Houston. <laughs> as long as the Astros aren't in the playoffs. The Twins are going to win this thing. Eh, maybe he'll slow down on that. Okay, yeah. Miguel Sanoa against his former teammate Ricky Nolasco. Take this, Ricky.
1: A high fly to deep left field. Back is Revere, and gone a home run by Sano, and the Twins take the lead.
2: Boy, you make them three
0: 2 the lead there. That's what they hold on and win it. His 14th of the year for Miguel Sano. The Twins still in first place in the American League Central, Jimmy B. I knew
2: that you would be saying that. Yeah. Here we are, early June, and is this reminiscent of what they did, not last year, obviously, but the year before that, when they were in it all the way till the final weekend? Different.
0: Or feels feels a little bit different. Okay. Uh, the young guys are now all at least somewhat established. Okay. You know, Sano came up and he had right. a great rookie year. Right. Last year took a step back, but... You got Buxton up there now. We know defensively what he can do. Your outfield is set. You are, it is more established. The difference is the back end of the bullpen is still incredibly shaky back there. You wonder about the rest of the rotation and what's going to happen. But those were some of the same questions that happened two years ago. Similar in a way, they both were very unexpected to happen. The sustainability, though, just because the young guys are a little bit more established, it's not just... No, they're rookie years, and they're putting up great numbers. But because they've been in the league now two, three years, I think they can sustain it at least offensively a little bit better. Uh But can the bullpen hold up? I don't think so. Will the rotation hold up? I doubt it. (laughs) But I'll keep watching. I'll keep cheering. I know you will. I'll keep enjoying it. We finish up as we go to Wrigley Field. And another young guy who started off hot, went cold for a while. He's back hot again. Ian Happ with a couple of homers for the Cubs
1: to inspire all forms of baseball and softball participation. Here's a drive deep down the right field line and gone. Ian Happ wraps it around the foul pole for a home run to give the Cubs a one-to-nothing lead. Ian Happ, the batter, runner goes from first, and Happ hits it a long way right center. His second home run of the ball game.
2: And the Cubs are back on top. Remember when you asked me, is he going to come back down? Yeah. No. (laughs) Got to keep fighting at bats. No. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he's he's a player. Mm -hmm. And now they got Schwarber and his 170 batting average out of the leadoff spot. So I hope Schwarber finds his groove again. And I'm sure that he will, just off to a terrible beginning. But Ian Hap, look, they, they they continue to push the right buttons from their AAA team here in Des Moines. And they've got a guy, it seems like Trent, always waiting in the wings now in the last few seasons. Always ready to go. Yep. This time around, it's
0: Hap. A lot of payoff there, and that's what... Back when you were ripping on the Cubs, this is what they were building for, Jimmy. Yeah,
2: well, they took a lot of money from a lot of good fans for a number of years before they finally got to this.
0: Well, would you like something like this or a rebuilding project like some of the other teams of baseball? Now I'll take this. How would you like to be a Seattle Mariners fan? Those fans have paid for a long time. Boy, well, they have. They're still waiting. Yeah. Never seen the World Series. Yeah, still waiting. How about the Expo slash National fans? Oh, boy. At least there was a payoff here. There was a payoff.
2: There was a payoff. There was a real a, plan. A, a world championship title. It's a pretty good one. Not bad. All right, we're coming right back. Jimmy B and TC, Big Talker, 1700.
1: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Trust.
0: Quality. Value. Value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multifamily homes, tear-offs,
1: Kubota's Orange Opportunity sales event is going on now. Take on all kinds of jobs around your property with a Kubota BX series subcompact tractor. The Kubota BX is gentle on turf, but has the power and versatility to handle a wide range of garden and yard chores. Now get financing as low as 0% APR for up to 84 months. Now through June 30th, 2017. Call toll free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in
3: Des Moines. Just off I-80 on 2nd Avenue. Tom's Auto Sales. We're a one-stop shop for all brands of cars, trucks, and SUVs. At Tom's Auto Sales, we have great prices and a great selection of the best quality used vehicles around. Visit our website at Tom'sAutoGroup.com
1: Tom's Auto Sales. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR.
3: For 24-month
1: TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing, new approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates. supply in second year. prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return under and conditions supply. Call for details. Offer ends 121
3: Hi, folks. Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun show
1: Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B
2: and TC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. We roll all the way till 3 today here on the Big Talker 1700. Zoop Mahente is our first guest ESPN extraordinaire. Dude was on TV yesterday styling and profiling. Woo! I just went Ric Flair for you, Zub. How are you?
4: Good, good. I don't have, like, a Ric Flair-type robe where I'd give one back to you. But I know his daughter's like, now involved in wrestling, so the Flair name lives on it.
2: Yes, it does. Uh, let's get to uh, last night's game. Uh, I opened the show, Trent scoffed at me, when I mentioned the fact that Wednesday night, Kawhi Leonard is going to be suiting up for the Cavs to even things <laughs> out a little bit.
4: You know what's really tough is you look at a situation where in game one, the Warriors shot 42%, which is actually, I think if you're Cleveland and you told me that, you know, hey, you're going to hold them to 42%, obviously the 20 turnovers and all that was there, but you hold one of the best shooting teams to 42% and you get blown out. Mm-hmm. And then in game one, Tristan Thompson, that has to be one of the worst stat lines in recent finals history, points Four boards, 22 minutes. JaVale McGee, Jim, the oft-mocked McGee, played five minutes and had the same amount of rebounds that Tristan did in 22 minutes. In game one, your guy, Gary Williams, and, of course, Iowa's guy, Kyle Korver, who were both acquired by the Cavs for veteran pieces, combined, I think, for like 37 minutes. I think they played like 19 and 18 minutes. They combined for zero points. Yes. And you just couldn't think it could get worse in game two. That was just game one, what I mentioned. And then in game two, I mean, you got a one-possession game at the half. But much like game one, you just sort of saw the separation in the third quarter. Because even when it was a one-possession game, the first thing I thought was, wow, the, the Warriors still scored 70 in the first half. Right. Even though Kyrie went to the hoop at the end of the second quarter and cut it to a one-possession game, so even though I think the easy thing to say is, all right, the Cavs are in this one, here we go, the first thing I did is I just looked over and said, man, the Warriors have 70 at the half. And it's just one of those things where, uh, much like game one, game one I think it was a spurt right out of the locker room, but you just saw the separation in the third quarter. And obviously, I think by my estimation, probably – between the four- and five-minute mark of the fourth quarter, we're not talking like a minute chip, we're doing like a four- or five-minute mark left in the game, Lou essentially gave up and pulled LeBron four to five minutes to go in the game. So, um, again, LeBron's doing his part. Numbers, again, were fantastic. Although I must say Kevin Durant's stat line last night, that was the polar opposite of Tristan Thompson. That's one of the uglier stat lines Tristan had. Mm -hmm. Durant's line last night was incredible. Yeah.
0: Zubin, this is one of the reasons that I soured on the NBA after Durant making his decision. It just isn't very compelling. It's not interesting. The playoffs were terrible. Now we have an opportunity to have a terrible finals. And and going forward, when you look at the league big picture-wise, it's going to be everybody trying to catch up to Golden State. Maybe that can be construed as a good thing. At least how I look at it, though, I don't think this is good for the league. I don't think this is good for the viability of the league where – everybody's chasing something that is just so much better than everybody else. It seems like a foregone conclusion. There's going to be two, three, maybe four more of these things in a row for Golden State.
4: I wouldn't rule it out. I think Van Gundy the other day, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't see the context of this. I just saw it on the Internet. I don't know how facetious he was, and obviously there always is a sense of humor in Van Gundy. But he upped yours. He basically said he wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors here for the next 10 years. And I think that was a little facetious, but it was along the idea of what you're saying that Durant and Curry and uh, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are still all in their 20s, which is something we may have mentioned last week. And obviously they're all in the prime of their careers, so you could see it happen. Two things there. One, I think Adam Silver is a little privately concerned about it um, only because of the actual juxtaposition. Like, if Kevin Durant had gone from a big market team. I'm going to call the Warriors a big market team. Right. Um, I know that that definition varies by sport. But if Kevin Durant has gone from a big market team to the Golden State Warriors, then I don't think um, Silver would be so concerned. But the problem is he left behind a team like Oklahoma City to go there. And what are the chances that Oklahoma City, minus the draft, and their GM Sam Presti has done a great job in, and- being able to acquire great pieces out of the draft, what are the chances that Oklahoma City can really make up for that? Not a Durant-type player, that's not feasible, but what are the chances they can at least sort of fill a hole with a marquee name? That's why one of the biggest litmus tests, in my opinion, guys, this offseason is this Gordon Hayward move, because that's a true franchise piece for the Utah Jazz Mm -hmm. if he wants to stay in Utah. Now, maybe he does. I know the Celtics are going to make a run and other teams are going to make a run at him, but that's a key litmus test. But to your point, Trent, I also think that it stirs up tremendous interest in the NBA offseason, which in my opinion has now, at least in my opinion, has passed Major League Baseball, um, but it's still trailing the NFL. The NFL's like hot stove offseason lasts like 72 hours for it's the been, big names, yeah. but it's incredibly anticipated. But the NBA, in my opinion, has passed Major League Baseball. Who used to own that domain. Last thing, Trent, I would say on that particular situation, though, is while it isn't great for the league, the, the notion that Durant is actually going to now, because he's a member of the Warriors, take less to stay, which is something he said a few days ago, that's something you didn't used to see all the time. So Durant is willing to turn down one of those gigantic maximum contracts to stay with the Warriors and keep it intact. So it's, it's six does doesn't half the other, yeah, he's going to make a ton of money but he's actually really doing. now I'm going to use this air quote here, quote-unquote sacrifice money <laughs> to keep this team intact. So there is a little bit of nobility there, but watch for Hayward. I think that would be a very interesting witness test moving forward.
2: I, I agree with you. Zubin Mahente is our guest. He's on the Drafthouse 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Zubin, I'm going to run off the NBA real quick and go to Major League Baseball because you were making a point about how the NBA has surpassed it from that standpoint. Yesterday, or at least over the weekend, we had a no-hitter thrown. We had seven grand slams, and nobody gives two poops about it. What has happened to Major League Baseball?
4: Okay. Uh, I'm glad you asked this. Saturday, we're on the air when Volquez pitches the Mm no-hitter. About shortly after the no-hitter, I speak to Volquez live on SportsCenter. And what happened was you look at the juxtaposition of what happened in that no hitter. He entered the game with a one and seven record. <laughs> okay? He entered the game with a one and seven record and threw a no hitter. And by the way, the personal backstory I don't know if you guys were, you know, as you kind of said, Jim, there's a lot of attention on this, but Edison Volquez was very tight, very close with Jordano Ventura. And Saturday would have been. Ventura's 26th birthday. The Royals won that day. They honored him with a patch, the 830 patch. And then prior to the game, Volquez had put up an Instagram tweet of two talking. Uh, Volquez had gone to his funeral in the Dominican, as did many members uh, of the Royals. They were very, very close. And to me, that is a story that should generate significant attention for two reasons. One, because of just the poignancy of what he had done to put that Instagram post out just hours before pitching. Number two, um, he was one in seven and threw a no hitter. <laughs> mm-hmm, yep. Number three, number three, there had not been a no hitter in Major League Baseball all season, so it's relatively new. And number four, something my our Eduardo Perez told me that I wasn't aware of, but I thought was fantastic. The Marlins pitching coach is a guy named Juan Nieves who threw a no hitter and now he's thrown a no hitter and is been a pitching coach for a guy that's thrown a no hitter, which is really cool. All four of those stories are amazing, especially the Ventura one at the top. And you would think any of those things would maybe carry this story to another level. And to your point, Jim, I think it should have gotten more attention than it did. That's why when we got Volquez live on television, I wanted to make sure we kept him as long as we could just because it was such a great story. And to your point, I don't think a lot of people were truly appreciating how great it was. Now, that's not the fault of us. That's not the fault of the viewer. To your point, that's the fall of Major League Baseball for sort of getting into this area where even a no-hitter is kind of like, eh, what's the big deal? Whereas you and I know 10, 15, 20 years ago, Trent, you and I are about the same age. Mm -hmm. Anybody pitches a baseball game as no-hitter when we're teenagers or, you know, kids, it's a huge deal. And for whatever reason, it isn't. But, Jim, the bigger example was later that night when Albert Pujols, to your Grand slam point, hit his 600th home run. And that whole run-up, I was talking to Kirkshin about this, the entire run-up to that had basically no attention. And yeah. Kirchin said, You're, obviously I think we all know what kind of player and hitter Albert Pujols is, right. and obviously it's dissipated a little bit. There is a the notion that he's now the second-best player on his own team because of obviously the Trout situation. But Albert Pujols hitting the magical 600 mark with a grand slam at home. Right. And that story barely resonated. Jim, I mean, I I couldn't agree with you more. I don't know what's going on, but there needs to be something done quick, I
0: think. Well, another baseball note, Zubin, I want to get your thoughts on, and that is NCAA baseball with the Hawkeyes making their run through the Big Ten tournament a couple weekends ago and then playing well down in Houston over the weekend. Uh, How much more can this sport grow? It seems like Going around the last couple of weekends, certainly it's got a lot more buzz around here and it's building over the last couple of seasons that Iowa's had. But, you know, on a national scale, NCAA baseball, is that a niche that could grow in your mind?
4: It could, but I think one issue the sport has is that there's too much of a crescendo effect. So, for example, if you watch a lot of ESPN or you're a big sports fan that's likely to watch sports on the weekend or flip around, at this time of year, it's a really great opportunity to get caught up. But part of the reason I think people sort of gravitate to a sport is because they have the ability easily. Now, you can always have the ability with our phones. You can watch anything in the world you want to practice any moment. But you want to slowly be able to grow with the fan and take them from being a casual fan to a passionate fan who can't-miss-this-game sort of supporter. And right now, uh, college baseball doesn't have that. So, for example, I'll give you an example of a sport that has sort of made that happen in the United States. And that would be like the U.S. men's national soccer team. So, like, when the U.S. had the World Cup here in 94, and I know they're trying to get it again with Canada and Mexico in 2026, when the U.S. had it in 94, like, you couldn't find the qualifying games on TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the World Cup would come on, we played Switzerland, right? And then we played, like, Brazil or whatever it was. We played Colombia. And you just kind of watch the matches, but you have no idea on the run-up. Now you can watch the under-20 team play the FIFA under-20 World Cup in South Korea, which the U.S. just lost it yesterday. So there has to be a run-up effect. And college baseball just doesn't have the run-up effect that those other sports have. So while I think it obviously has room to grow, um, it's going to be tough because you need to be able to have those viewers easily find the sport during the regular season and not just now that we've hit the regionals or moving on to Omaha whatever it is. And I don't know where the infrastructure is who would televise that How much interest is there? Um, But that's a major issue. You're picking it up. If the season's at a 1 to 10 trend, we're picking it up at like 8.2. You know what Mm I mean? And you miss the entire run. So it's really hard to get the casual fan into it because they haven't been able to follow every step of the way. When you binge watch, you want to watch from episode one on. Here it feels like you're picking up towards the end of the series.
2: Zoom Mahenta is our guest. He comes to us on the Draft House Fifty Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, now I know that you got Melrose and Cone in Nashville. Will either yeah. will either one of them throw the fish out on the ice tonight? I think you both would love the opportunity. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the real thing that I really am enjoying about this is that you know Barry had said I may have mentioned this on your show. You have the original six, and you have all that stuff. But he really said, and I agree with him, um, the best thing for the sport was for Nashville to, A, make it in, and then, B, would be, would be icing on the cake if they were able to do something. We, we joked yesterday, bands guarantee wasn't exactly a messy guarantee. But they needed something like that to happen, and to have a five-goal win and to explode for five, They just needed that because, like I said, it's not like it wouldn't be Rockets in New York or Chicago or Montreal or any of these places, original six places. I totally understand Toronto, all that sort of stuff, Detroit here in the States is hockey town. But this is big because, Trent, it goes back to your previous question. like, How do you expand something? How do you get it to be more than a niche? You've got to bring somebody else into the fold that could help grow it. And there's other great stories around the league. But what's really being lost in this notion of the catfish and the National Anthem Singers, which I think is amazing, and the Rockets crowds and P.K. Subban, and Tecorine, and yep. who are all these guys? One thing that's being lost is that the Predators, you know, Levy says it's the right way, Levy calls them the 16th seed. The Predators had the worst record of any playoff season. So Again, yeah, they're kind of like the 8th seed, because they, they beat the Blackhawks. But in some ways, you could call them the 16th seed, because <laughs> if you stack up the records from top to bottom, they were last. So while they have some great atmosphere, you know, they have all that Broadway there down on Nashville. They have everybody coming out for their games. It's like the cool kid in the crowd, I think, mm-hmm. on Saturday when I was watching. Um, what's really lost is, like, Peter Laviolette, who's actually won and lost the Stanley Cup, which I think is really interesting to coach. Um, this is an incredible coaching job. Um, once again, you could argue maybe he didn't do a great job in the regular season. But this, this sort of rags to riches story from worst team, in the regular season to make the playoffs, to being one win away from making it a best-of-three Stanley Cup final, to me that's gotten lost because there's so much other cool stuff going on that you have to remind yourself there's a good hockey story at play here.
0: Hey, uh, last thing, Zubin, I want to go back with you to this day in 1991. Michael Jordan, Game 2 of the NBA Finals, switches hands midair, finishes with the layup and a victory as they go on to win four consecutive against the Lakers. What was young Zubin Mahente up back in 1991 on this day?
4: Well, obviously, I mean, I'm 39. So at that age, I mean, I'm in the Jordan wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously I was watching that. The one thing I remember from that when he did it, and I remember a couple of my buddies did it like we were just kids or teenagers or whatever, and, and I 100% agreed, even though I loved watching that play from Jordan, and he did it, you know, and he kind of, you know, mystified everybody with his ability uh, just sort of starting that championship run was when, I, when my buddy said to me, he goes, you know, he didn't really have to switch hands at all. Like, he was just <laughs> so elevated in midair. Like, yeah. what was the point yeah. of doing that? Like, he had just easily just <laughs> going in with the right hand and he did the switch to the left. And I was just like, yeah, you're right. I mean, he was soaring above people. I can still picture it in my mind. It's one of those things where I'm just like, yeah. I'm not sure why he did that. There was, he just made it, like, much more difficult... It had to be. Um, that's what I remember. The one I would really remember, though, while this is the 25th anniversary of that, the one I really remember, and Jim, you call so many games on the sidelines. I just remember the one where after he hit those barrage of threes, he just sort of looked over at Marvin yes. and or Gukas or whoever it was called Matt Gukas was calling the game, and he gave it that, I don't know, shoulder shrug. Should yeah. Yeah. That's the one I kind of remember because that, that to me, while the Jordan thing was amazing, Trent, with the right and the left. For Jordan to actually sort of stupefy himself. Mm-hmm. You know, for Jordan to say, I've really outdone myself now. Like, for him to actually sort of non-verbally admit that when he looked over to the NBC broadcasters, that was the one I'll particularly remember. But that, that hand up in the air thing, that's been in every montage of the finals you've ever seen for so long. It, it also makes me feel very old, friends thanks. I do remember it <laughs> sort of,
2: Hey, I'm right there with listen, you. Listen, thanks, thanks, you, you young guys. I appreciate this a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Zubin. It's always great, pal, when we get you on. You have a great day, man. Thanks,
4: man. We'll see you next week. Okay, you thanks, got Zubin.
2: It. Zubin Mahente on the Draft House 50, Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. You, you're looking at the Jordan finger flip right here. It is truly an amazing move. And Zubin's right. He really didn't probably have to do that. No. But he can. He just could. He can. Yeah. That's why. He said, why did you do that? Because I can. Mm hmm. That's because great players do things like that. Coming up on the
0: other side, we're going to go back to 1991, where Jimmy B was, where I was. Pretty Ooh. famous NBA moment. I'll let you think about it. I remember exactly where I was. I remember where I watched it. Okay. Not in front of my TV at home. I was watching it on TV. I'll tell you where on the other side. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker. Seventeen hundred.
1: Seventeen hundred KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC, noon to three sports talk that rocks. Seventeen hundred KBGG. I'm KFC's Extra Crispy Colonel, and you're the extra busy regular person who has to make dinner for a family of four. But you can shirk that responsibility because my Extra Crispy $20 fill-up from KFC contains eight pieces of freshly double-breaded Extra Crispy chicken, four biscuits, two orders of mashed potatoes, and a side of coleslaw for just $20. That'll feed them. KFC, it's Extra Crispy Good. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax and substitutions extra.
3: This spring, Lowe's is helping you save big by offering great deals for all the projects on your to-do list. Keep your lawn neat and tidy with a Black & Decker 20-volt cordless electric string trimmer and edger, now for just $59. And take some time to kick back and relax with the Garden Treasure Severson 4-Piece Patio Set, now for just $248. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Patio set offer valve through 6.5. Trimmer offer valve through 6.29. While supplies last, U.S. only.
1: Napa know how. When you buy AC Pro Refrigerant at Napa for $33.99, it comes with a pressure gauge, quick-connect hose, and refrigerant to make just about any car cool again. Old cars, new cars, brown cars, even cars with hand-crank windows. If it has four wheels and an air conditioner, AC Pro Refrigerant for $33.99 can make your car cool. Literally. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 6-30-17.
0: I'm Dr. Janet Scalina, superintendent of Knights Ferry School.
1: Our school district enhanced STEM curriculum for our students through a grant from the America's Farmers Grow Rural Education Program. The program, sponsored by the Monsanto Fund and supported by America's Farmers, will award approximately $2.3 million in 2017. I encourage eligible farmers to nominate their local public school districts for grants of
0: $10,000 or $25,000. Nominate a school district today. Visit
4: GrowRuralEducation.com.
1: 1700 KBGG is your home for big sports. There's no place like home on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. What's up? It's Bill Ryder back in Des Moines. Lived there for a decade, got married in Des Moines. Thrilled to be talking about your favorite sports teams with your favorite players, 5 to 9 p.m. on your station with all the big games. 1700 KBGG. Big news, big talk, and big sports on 1700 KBGG. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day
4: installation, 515-262-STAR.
1: Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
2: All right, everybody. It's always fun when we have Zubin on the show. It's great when he takes a few minutes. We always appreciate it. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock. Let's
0: get out to the phone lines. You can join us here, 515-264-1700. As we kick things off here with James. James, you're on the Draft House 50 hotline. What's happening?
4: Hey, so I know that everyone's trying to rush to the conclusion the Warriors are the best team ever, and I don't get me wrong, they're they're great, but I don't think that they would have any chance against the 96 Bulls. What are your thoughts? Um
2: I'm I'm I think they'd, they'd beat the hell out of the Bulls. Uh, I think the Lakers of Showtime would have a better chance than the Bulls because they have no answer for uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or for Magic. I just, think, I, I, just, I just think that you don't would think be a Durant better matchup. You don't
0: think Durant could guard Magic?
4: I mean, I'm pretty sure that no, Pippen, no. They, uh, Scottie Pippen would probably guard Durant, and I don't mm-hmm. think that if you were allowed to push around and play by what you would think would be finals officiating, I think they would be in a lot of trouble.
2: No, not Jordan, only were they the, Jordan would get his points just like LeBron's getting his points. And they would still outshoot, outgun, out outrun that Chicago Bulls team. They're, they're just, they're too efficient offensively.
3: What
4: about Kobe and Shaq? Would they have a chance, do you think?
2: I'm trying to think of the other guys that were on that team. They'd have no answer at all for Shaq. None. Right, right. none.
0: And, and that's what you'd get into. Uh, Kobe at that time, he, was, he wasn't Kobe. He was good. He wasn't what Kobe became, though, it was Shaq. When Shaq was at his apex, he was unguardable.
2: Yes, that is true.
0: But you get into, and this is the the difficult part, you're comparing eras, you're comparing different times, not just in terms of what's out there. I mean, Jack Haley, could Jack Haley play today?
2: Could Bill Wennington play in today's league? Probably as a backup, that's it. Backup. Luke Longley? Backup, backup you know, center, yeah. I No, I see where you're coming from. I, the errors are so difficult. Yeah. Then you get into officiating. How do they call it? Do that's they right. call it like yep. today? Do they
0: call it like they did back then? There's all these factors. But we have to realize as a whole the evolution of sport. Yes. Johnny Unitas was a great quarterback.
2: Was a terrific quarterback.
0: If he was a quarterback today, oh. with the way that he played, yes. yeah. he wouldn't be effective. Yeah, yeah. He just wouldn't. He wouldn't. Same thing, and that's why I bring up Will to you. I, I do. I but Will, where the game Will is, was a freak. Though. He was for that time. Just a for freak. The, for that time, yes. he absolutely was, yeah. and that's why he put up the numbers that
2: yeah. he did when he went up against somebody that
0: was similar that's, to him and Bill
2: Russell. Bill Russell would win every time. No, no, his Bill Russell's team won. Right, Russell. But, no, Russell normally lost the. Well, he lost it almost every game. The statistical. Uh, battle, but Russell's team was a team of all stars because the rules were different back then. But that's, just, that's not it. If you're just, we're just comparing players, and the game has evolved. Yes, and it's changed dramatically. And this is 25. We're talking 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, we're I, not talking 60. No, years ago. No, yeah, like with Chamberlain and Russell. Right. I, exactly. Yeah. I and mean, and look, even this... that.
0: Go back and watch one of those games. Go back and watch a Jordan 5. Yeah. And just look at the way that those players looked. There weren't Kevin Durant's out there. No. There weren't people built like LeBron. Nobody's been built like LeBron. <laughs> no. And you go no. through, and then you get into Jordan was out in Atlantic City gambling until four yeah. in the morning. These guys aren't doing that anymore. No, they're they're not doing that before a, a playoff game. And, and you just go through. It is different. It is so different. But also understand and realize that the the difference doesn't make the era better or worse. It's just different. Yeah, and it's difficult to compare eras. It is. But LeBron, appreciate him for what he is. The whole LeBron and MJ back and forth that continues Uh, to go on, at times it gets tiresome because there's never a right answer. They're both incredible players. They are, yeah. And the 96 Bulls would get throttled by this team. Yeah. You bring them 20 years into the future, and you play this Warriors team, they're not beating them. Come on. no. We know this. They got four All-Stars that start. Four All-Stars. Not not just All-Stars. All-Stars, I mean... All star Ron Coomer was an all star in baseball. All star. Okay. These are not just all stars. No, these are upper echelon players. These are all NBA em, players. Every one of them. Is. Not all stars. All NBA. Yes. And there is a difference in yes. that. These are four of the top fifteen players in the league. Yeah. All on one team. Yeah. It's it's two guys that are historically great playing at the apex of their career. The best shooter in the game. That's what you have.
2: Plays the point guard spot. That's
0: what you have. With that, Jimmy B, nineteen ninety one. Where were you at? Ninety one,
2: Philadelphia.
0: You were in Philly. Work, I was. I was
2: working for ABC and doing play by play and also anchoring uh, sportscasts on TV. But you don't remember the
0: where you were when the Jordan made that play? No, I mean I saw, I saw it, right? Yeah. But it do, it doesn't. No, stick it out. doesn't register. It does no. for me because I was at a slow pitch softball tournament. Oh, okay. Watching my uncle play. Okay. And in the concession stand. They had a TV in there. Oh, okay. And I was watching it on that one, on and game. I saw it happen. On black and white TV. That's great. 1991. That's unbelievable. It's a different world, Jimmy B. Man, oh, man. We'll come back on the other side. Kick off the 1 o'clock hour. It is college football talk time with Adam Kramer. Kegs and eggs. He'll join us next year on Jimmy B and TC.
1: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines
3: Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG.
0: We don't just carry our boxes to their destination. We carry your business. We carry your growth, your love of your products, and your service. When you hand your product over to us, we know how important it is to you, so we make it just as important to us. It's as if your entire store is right there in our hands. That's why at the United States Postal Service, we deliver more e-commerce packages to homes than anyone else in the country. The United States Postal Service. Priority, you.
1: Home Depot has a new idea. Free carpet installation that means free carpet installation. Clearing out furniture? Free. Ripping out old carpet? No charge. Hauling it away? On the house. No hidden fees. Just free installation on carpet, $699 or more. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Unique specialty items and requirements may be priced separately. Not valid in all markets. See homedepot.com for details. Offer ends June 7th. Kyle is a dog trainer. Okay, Sid. Good boy. In his personal time, Kyle's a personal trainer. One, two, good. Kyle knows how to get results, but when it comes to mortgages, he's less confident.
3: Guilty as charged. Fortunately,
1: there's Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. It's simple, so he can understand the details and know he's getting the right mortgage. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Go to rocketmortgage.com today. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 33.
4: You don't need more sports.